Chapter Ten of Bob the Castaway or The Wreck of the Eagle by Frank V. Webster. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nigel Boydell. Chapter Ten Off on the Trip. For a few seconds, both the cook and the hired man, whose feet Susan had knocked from under him, did not move. The suddenness of it all was too much for them. Then Dent arose after a struggle. "'Did you do that on purpose?' he asked Susan, an angry look coming over his face. "'Do what on purpose? What do you mean? Did you upset my ladder?' "'Upset your ladder? Well, I guess not.' "'But I'd like to know why you tried to throw that pail of water over me. "'If it was meant for a joke, I think it was a pretty poor one.' "'The woman started to arise, but found herself somewhat tangled up in the cord and ladder. "'Throw water on you?' repeated Dent with a puzzled look. "'I didn't throw any water. "'It got on me as much as it did on you.' "'This was as near to a quarrel as these two had ever approached. "'Bob listening around the corner of the house, was holding his sides to keep from bursting into laughter, though my own opinion is that he should have felt sorry for his joke. It might have resulted disastrously for either Susan or the Iron Man might have broken a leg or an arm. But Bob never thought of that. His sole idea was to create a laugh for himself. Dent and Susan, dripping wet, looked at each other. Then the cook, wiping some of the water from her face, got up. As she did so, the cord tied to her apron strings became tightened, and as Dent was partly standing on the stepladder, Susan's progress was suddenly stopped. There! she exclaimed. That's what did it. My apron string got tangled in the ladder. Dent examined the cord. No, it didn't get tangled, he announced. It was tied there by someone, and I know who did it. Who? Bob Henderson. Wait till I catch him. He did this for a joke, the young rascal. Pretending he wanted some rheumatism medicine for his father. I'll fix him. Bob thought it was time to be moving on. He did not like the tone of Dent's voice. But if the boy hoped to get off unseen, he was disappointed. As he started to run, he slipped and fell. Dent heard the noise the lad made, and while Susan was loosening the cord from her apron, the man ran forward. Bob, however, was up like a flash and ran off, but not before Dent had nearly caught him. Then the hired man knew it would be of no use to chase the mischievous lad, as Bob was very fleet of foot. "'You wait!' cried Dent, shaking his fist at Bob. "'I'll fix you!' "'You can't,' was the answer. "'I'm going on a voyage!' "'I hope you never come back here,' said Dent angrily. "'I hope you get lost on a desert island where there's nothing to eat but seaweed.' "'That will serve him right,' added the cook. "'The idea of hinting for some of my doughnuts. "'I'll tell his mother on him.' "'And I'll tell his father,' added Dent. "'Bob was a little afraid lest Mrs. Dodson might come out, "'and seeing the state her employees were in "'would know the lad had had a hand in it.' the effects might be more unpleasant than they now promised to be. So Bob hastened his pace and was soon out of sight of the big house on the hill. 
He left behind him two very angry persons, yet when they glanced at each other neither Susan nor Dent could help laughing. They looked as if they had been through a cyclone and cloudburst, both at the same time, as the hired man expressed it. Bob's father did hear of the trick, but not in the way the lad expected he would. On cooling down, neither the hired man nor the cook felt like going and making a complaint about what Bob had done. The trick, however, had been witnessed by the coachman, and he told some friends in the village. In this way it became known to several persons, and Mr. Henderson heard of it. "'Bob,' he said to his son very sternly that night, "'I thought you had given up such foolishness as playing those tricks.' "'I thought I had too, Dad, but I couldn't help doing this. "'Her apron strings came just in the right place.' "'Do you think it was a nice thing to do?' "'No, sir, I suppose not.' Mr. Henderson sighed. Bob was so frank to acknowledge a fault that it was hard to punish him. "'I don't know what's going to become of you,' he said. "'Well, that was my last land joke, Dad.' "'Your last land joke? What do you mean?' I'm going to sail with Captain Spark soon, and I'll not have time for any more. That's so, and I'm glad of it. If you try any jokes on the sailors, you might find they know a trick or two themselves. Oh, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. It's about time. Bob really intended to mend his ways. This, perhaps, was due as much to a fear of what the sailors on the ship might do to him if he played any pranks on them, as it was for a desire to reform. That night, Captain Spark arrived at the Henderson home a little ahead of time. He announced that his ship was ready to sail, and that he and Bob would depart the next morning for the seaport town. "'All ready, Bob?' he asked. "'Aye, aye, sir.' "'That's the way to talk. We may have to lay at the dock for a couple of days longer than I calculated on, but that will give you a chance to get acquainted with the ship before we strike blue water.' That will be good. With the return of the captain, Bob's vision of a life on the ocean wave were redoubled. Mrs. Henderson cried a little when it came time to part the next morning, and there was a suspicious dampness in the eyes of Mr. Henderson. Bob also, in spite of the happy life he thought lay before him, was not altogether devoid of emotion. He felt the separation more than he thought he would. Now be a good boy, Bob counselled his mother. I will. It's your first long trip, and it certainly is a big one, spoke his father. Prove yourself a man, Bob. I'll try, sir. Bob felt new responsibilities now, and made any number of good resolutions. Ahoy, me arties, called the bluff, cheerful voice of Captain Spark. Heave up the anchor. Brace her in the yards, for we've got a good wind, a free course, and a fair sky. And with a chorus of goodbyes, the two started off towards the depot. The trip was begun. End of chapter 10